Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at RepcoService.com. The Opinions, the panel. James Regan and Ross Carl. Ross Carl are our panel this morning. Uh, gentlemen, good morning to you both. Uh, Ross Carl, we're told that uh, the All Black team will be announced at 1.30 this afternoon and then a 2 o'clock press conference uh, where we hear, we'll be hearing from uh, Ian Foster, who we assume uh, keeps his job as the head coach. So uh, is that the way you're seeing it? Yeah, that's what I understand. I understand Foster and Kane are safe, uh, despite what's being reported. Um, and, you know, there could be a mix-up elsewhere. Okay, so you're, you're hearing Sam Kane will stay as captain as well, yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I've spoken to a couple of people who said the same thing. Uh, I think that report from the ODT might be a little bit off the mark. Okay, so right. Uh, let's uh, look at the, the way it's unfolded uh, this week. Uh, Ross, from your, from your point of view, um, uh, it hasn't been a good look, has it, really? No, it hasn't played out very well. Um, probably every mistake that could have been made has been made along the way. And, you know, they're under a lot of pressure, but you have to just front these things. There's no other way of doing it. You've got to have the hard conversations. And if you're not capable of having the hard conversations, how are you going to have them behind closed doors about the big issues around the team? You know, it, it really is just about honesty and a good conversation. Um, and all of this would have just gone away. You know, you, you own up to your mistakes. Talk about how you're going to fix them. Face the fact that you're under pressure and carry on. Um, and people will respect the fact you spoke and will respect the fact that you're trying your best, even if you're not getting it right. And then they'll respect the decision that's made about whether or not you stay. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the, the texts we've had uh, come into the show and two or three of the calls we've had as well, um, you know, people have um, just had enough. I mean, people, some people are actually not even watching anymore, which is absolutely the wrong thing from rugby's point of view. Uh, James Regan, good morning to you as well. Uh, how are you reading the situation? You hearing anything different? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Roscoe. Um, nah, I think what Ross said is pretty bang on. I don't know where that Kane and Whitelock thing came from, but I guess that that is what can happen when you don't front foot it. As Ross said, it allows for speculation. It means you have to write opinion pieces as opposed to news and what comes out of the All Blacks camp. But that, that's what happens um, when you when you don't front it and you don't talk about it and you don't discuss it um, with media and with your fans as well. That, that's how it goes. Um, it's been a bit of a crazy week um, from that point of view. And, and finally, we'll get the chance to ask Ian Costa some questions and he'll get a chance to, to discuss how the week's been and, and what they're going to do to try and fix things when they go to South Africa, which let's not forget they, they've got two really tough tests in South Africa and that, that's going to be a huge huge test for not just the players obviously but this coaching group as well so and you're and you're thinking then uh, James there'll be no one will 
no one will cop it today. No one will lose their jobs today. No, no assistance either. Uh, uh, you think who's just been given uh, read the riot act and and uh, but he's going to keep faithful to all the troops. Yeah, it sounds like it'll it'll be their last kind of last chance um, to to prove that they are going in the right direction. Um, obviously, the speculation that Joe Schmidt might go over and, and play a bit of a bigger role. He wasn't. I don't think originally meant to go to South Africa, but he might do now. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean, you've got him sitting right there, so it'd be it'd be crazy not to use someone like Joe Schmidt in a in a bigger capacity. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens this afternoon. We'll finally get some clarity, which I think is what everyone wants more than anything. It's just a bit of a clear picture about how things are going to play out over the next month or so. Uh- Ross Carl, it looks on another subject within rugby. It looks as if um, Super Rugby sides might be set for a Rugby World Club Championship at some point, beginning uh, around about uh, 2025. What what kind of structure do you think this would have? What kind of window uh, have they allowed for it? Uh, and will it even happen? It sounds like it's been driven very strongly by the European Pro Club Rugby uh, organisation that runs the Heineken Cup. And so, therefore, it'll be within a window of their competition. So I think that we'll be looking at kind of an April-May area if it does happen, although I'm reading that the English sides haven't signed anything. So we're still really early days right now. But so that'll be interesting to see what that does to Super Rugby. If it's April-May, well, we're right in the heart of the competition, aren't we? Um, so there'll have to be some conversations. It's already a very busy calendar. But we need something fresh. You know, fans want something fresh, and I think fans really enjoy the Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. People were turning up to the pubs, they're watching on Sky. You know, it, that series for Ireland was, was very good as far as viewership was concerned. So, but people want to see more of that. They want to see teams with different players. Um, they want to see New Zealand sides challenged, and the New Zealand sides look like they're going to be very lucky because the South African sides will be considered Northern Hemisphere sides because they play in Northern competition. So the big benefactors out of the seven sides that will come out of Super Rugby by the time that will be New Zealand and Australia. And they'll get a really strong representation in comparison to all the other nations through Europe. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, when you look at the European Championship this year, of course, it was won by Laura Schell, a bit of a surprise result over the top of, of Leinster. Uh, and then we, know, we, we take a look at Ireland and we take a look at France, and I think we find uh, that there is strength in club uh, rugby on, on that side of the world. So, yeah, uh, and as you say, uh, something new is exactly uh, probably what's needed at this point. Uh, James Regan, Ross Carr with us at, uh, the, at, the, at the moment with the panel. Uh, we'll take uh, a quick news break, and then when we come back, uh, we might uh, talk uh, particularly to James about uh, what he saw at Five for Life last night. We've got Ross Carl and James Regan with us this morning, folks, on the panel. And uh, James Regan, uh, you had uh, a, a little look last night at uh, Fight for Life. They lost uh, the, the, the number one fight with uh, Kevin Mialami pulling out, of course, uh, and he was fighting uh, Warang and Kupo. But uh, what about the rest of the card? Did it, uh, did it entertain? Was it worth, worth the watch? Yeah, I think it certainly was. First of all, it was, it was good to see the event back, obviously raising raising money for the I Am, I Am Hope Foundation, which is great to see. Um, a, a big shame about that, um, about the main fight getting pulled, and, and hopefully Kevin is, is all good and we'll be back in the ring eventually. But I think what we, what we saw, um, particularly the two pro bouts, was a couple of guys who were really, really on the up, Jerome Pampalone and Andre Mikhailovich, um, getting a couple of good wins. Mikhailovich, I think, 
probably a bit disappointed with his performance. I think he cut his, his post-fight interview off and, and kind of left the ring. But make no mistake, he's a good boxer and he's, and he's entertaining outside of the ring as well. I interviewed him during the week and he was, he was pretty straight up and down and, and pretty entertaining to speak to. But Jerome Pantalone, um, it looks like and sounds like he's potentially in line for, for a shot at the world title as well against Jaya Pattaya. Both of those guys are represented by Dean Lonergan, who I think is keen to make that fight happen. So really, really impressive performance from Jerome Pampalone. He can throw he can throw hands, make no mistake about it. And he's definitely one to watch over the next few months and the rest of this year to see if he does get that world title fight. But if he doesn't this year, he's certainly not far away because he's a hell of a fighter. Um, I thought that the women's fight as well, Honey, Honey hit him in Smiler, she, if she wants to find time in her already busy said in busy schedule then she could she could have a go at boxing because she was fit. what what about uh, carlos yeah yeah bit of a shame about that one a great win for league um so i'm not going to moan about that a great win for the uh for the rugby league fraternity but yeah i'd, I'd say carlos might be back like he, he wouldn't want to finish his boxing uh, stint on a loss, I'd say. He's a pretty competitive guy. So I'd, uh, I'd hope and, and hopefully we'll see him back in the ring again because he's, he's in phenomenal shape as well. I was, I was pretty stunned at the way and when he took his shirt off and, and revealed what he's got underneath. He was, uh, he's, he's in really good shape. I was reading where Liam Messam has actually got another fight this weekend. Is that right? Is it? That that would be pretty remarkable. He got he got put through the ringer. Um, Liam Messam and Kevin as well. As long as he gets cleared, they want a shot at the New Zealand title. They want to have a go at going pro for a while and a bit of a second career, um, which is pretty lucrative. They can earn a lot of money if they get it right. Um, but if, uh, I haven't read that Liam uh, is getting back in the ring, but all, all power to him if he is. That'd be, that'd be pretty amazing. I'm pretty sure that I read something this morning where it said that he was uh, going to get back in the ring as early as this Sunday night, but I'll uh, check up on that because that would be crazy. Um, Lydia Ko, um, Ross Carr, Lydia Ko looking like, after her first uh, round performance at the Evian Championship, of course, which is another major for the women, uh, she might be likely this time around, Lydia. Yeah, she's been very consistent. I thought she had that blowout at the end of the women's PGA, but she's been so consistent over the last, you know, a few months with, you know, top 10 finishes, top 20 finishes. She's always there or thereabouts. So you feel like she's about due for another big one, isn't she? It's been a remarkable turnaround over the last couple of years for her. It's been really good to watch. Her consistency is back and, you know, she's obviously in a good place. And she is a great golfer to watch in and around the green. So good with the short game. Um, best luck to her. The, the other um, interest in golf for me, Ross, is, and it's not going away, is this, this live... Uh, uh, tour, the Greg Norman fronted tour, which seems to be attracting um, more and more uh, high profile players uh, at some point there's going to be a breaking point here, isn't there, between the two I mean for instance they haven't even got a, a broadcast partner at, at this stage Liv, I think they're doing it mostly on YouTube It's crazy, 75 million dollar sign on bonuses for players who are, you know Good players, they're not right at the top of the game anymore. You know, absolutely nuts where that money's coming from. Surely that can't last forever. And you've got to wonder what the end game is here. You know, obviously, Greg Norman's going hard and he's caused some controversy, but it, it, it just doesn't seem like, I like Tiger Woods' band, it doesn't seem like a good thing for the game. 
just to be throwing money at people for the sake of having them play on your tour um, and, and then reducing the number of rounds, making it so you get paid no matter what. It, it just seems against what golf is all about. I, I don't like it. Um, and I, I think that they, they can't do it forever. Surely those rich people who are funding it, no matter how much oil they've got, aren't going to be just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at players for no particular reason for decades on end. It can't continue. Surely it's not sustainable. Uh, well, unless they get um, you know some sort of partner involved in it, or unless they can, their ultimate goal is to break into world golf, and this is the way they're doing it. In other words, they think that uh, perhaps you know uh, the, the powers that be will come together, and they they can be the ones that instigated it. I'm not quite sure about that, um, but we'll wait and see what plays out there. But it's ugly. There's no doubt about it. It's breaking up friendships. It's breaking up relationships. It's breaking up sponsorships. It, it is uh, starting to hurt the world of golf, which uh, used to be. One of the ones that didn't have that, that kind of thing happen. Uh, just to reaffirm uh, to you, James Regan, I'm reading there that Liam Messam actually will fight Tussi Asafo, who is 0-5 in Hamilton on July the 30th. There you go. Uh, so he is having a fight, not this weekend, uh, but in around, around about a week's time. So, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> That's great. What, what, yeah, what's your take on, on the golf side of things uh, in terms of live golf, James? Yeah, yeah. What Ross said is bang on the money. Like, like something's got to give. Whether they um, find a broadcast partner that, that's prepared to put some money in as well, that that'll be the key because they can't just keep throwing money at it. Surely, and it'll be really interesting to see if it all comes crumbling down. What the players do? Do they go back to the PGA Tour? Do they? You know, they'll they'll have to go somewhere. So those players that have kind of led the charge and gone let, let's not you know let's not uh, mess around they've gone for the money when that dries up and you know maybe this falls apart where are they going to go maybe the PGA Tour won't want them back so there's a lot on the line for these guys there's a lot on the line and, and let's not forget where that money's come from it's not exactly um, you know the best position to be in when it uh, when it falls apart so yeah it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that but it, it can't go on the way it is, is it? No, uh, it can't, because uh, whilst the game is big and it's global, it, uh, it's not that big, I don't think, when the, the, the big names and the big names who have finished playing are, are getting hit up and going head-to-head about it. Uh, <clears throat> not a good look. But, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, we wait with bated breath for the outcome this afternoon. There'll be uh, plenty of journalists, uh, yourselves included, who are taking a lot of interest here, and uh, I imagine uh, when it comes to podcasts and things, Ross... Uh, It'll be a topic of conversation going forward. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for your time. Have a great uh, weekend, and uh, we shall see what we shall see shortly. Thank you. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.